Leaders in Worship Podcast, Episode 23. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. We do this by equipping leaders with the right tools, connecting them with like-minded vision and people, and developing their ability to lead effectively. This is Matt Perkins, and I'm your host. I want to thank you for taking the time and being with us on the Leaders in Worship podcast. Today, we have a great interview with worship leader, songwriter, Jared Anderson. He's talking about his newest release, The Narrow Road, and he talks about that song and the theme of that project, and then also talks about areas of obedience, finding the areas, or as he calls them, the buckets of obedience in our life and how that can bring freedom to what we do and uh, in our lives. And then finally, we talk about the role as worship leaders and how it is similar to a birthday party. Don't miss that at the end of this interview. Hey, there's a couple of events that I want to make you aware of. In June 20th through the 23rd, I'll be speaking at the Relentless Conference that is being held at Christian Life Center in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and uh, you want to find out information in the show notes, you can check that out, leadersinworship.com slash 023, and uh, you'll find our show notes there. Also, in Dallas, Texas, October 2nd through the 4th, WFX, this is an incredible conference, the Worship Facilities Conference. There's tracks in leadership, facilities, technology, and worship. I'll be teaching in the leadership track there they have been kind enough to extend a discount, a promo code for you that will save $150 off of your regular price registration. So when you register, you just enter the promo code LIW2013. LIW2013, we'll have that in our show notes. But when you do that, you will save $150 off the regular price of the registration. If you want to go right to WFX, their website and get registered, you can go, we set up a link, leadersinworship.com slash WFX, and that will take you right there, and you can find more about the Unite Worship Conference, all the things that are going on at this conference this fall in Dallas, Texas. Well, at this time, let's go right to our interview with Jared Anderson. Jared, thanks for being yeah, with man. us. It's good to be here. What all is going on in your life and ministry? Yeah. Well, we um, released a record called The Narrow Road back in September mm-hmm. and kind of lined up the year to do six regional tours, two weeks each, and uh, just called to go and run with the message um, and declare kind of the victory that's already been won and call people to that. So it's um, I feel almost like organizationally or in our, our ministry, we're kind of in the puberty stage. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's definitely alive and, but you know, we're kind of building the ship as we sail it. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it's, there's noticeable growth, but 
um, yeah, it's fun. What are some things in this project? You know, it's uh, you said it's entitled "The Narrow Road." Mm-hmm. Was there some things that, when you were going into the writing of this project, that you were intentional about as far as theme or? Um, that was kind of the the song that just kept coming back. It just felt like I couldn't shake it. Um, it was kind of a lot of, um, I guess, attention or the around the song "Great I Am" and yeah. So, but that to me was the underlying theme or the message that I just could not get away from, and calling people to away from away from the the selfishness that I I guess something that inspired that song is like I felt like there was almost this selfishness growing in me mm-hmm. that was cloaked in ministry yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know and it really was like wow this is not good and I don't want any part of this and what does the scripture have to say about this mm-hmm. and uh, so really saying yes to the Lord involves saying no to other things, yeah. you know, and walking away kind of, um, no turning back, you know, we were just in, uh, today had a, a luncheon with quite a few music pastors and there were close to a hundred that were there as a part of that. And one of the things that you had, that you had mentioned in that conversation is you were talking about opportunities Mm -hmm. and sometimes saying we want to say no to certain opportunities so we can say yes to to others Mm -hmm. but more even in a sometimes in a selfish way sure that you know it's almost a a gain of status and i think there sometimes with either worship pastors or uh, just in in ministry, you know, we want to okay. Now we've we've gone so far in this ministry. Now we feel like there's some entitlement creeps in, yeah. And now we want to go to another level uh, that will give us either more exposure or things like that. What um, is maybe that kind of what you're Absolutely. thinking? Absolutely. Like there's, I mean, I think there's a desire. There's a desire in all of us to grow. Yeah. And if we're healthy, we're growing. You know. Right. But we're not necessarily growing in. Um, size or stature when you reach adulthood you kind of stop growing yeah <laughs> on the outside or physically you you kind of grow in other areas so i think we look at a lot of times in those ways and you know certainly position or um pay grade these mm-hmm. things like are kind of external acknowledgments of yeah. our growth and yet at the end of the day I think Jesus is calling us to a totally different acknowledgement of mm-hmm. growth. And like, that's the one I want to, that's the narrow road is yeah. like, you're growing, but it may not be visible just in that one kind of American dream mm-hmm. way of measuring yeah. success. And so, um, that's kind of what we've kind of been chasing. And I don't know that I could fully understand it, but, uh, that's that's what I want to run down. Yeah, and I think all of us, as we go through ministry, and we have we have opportunities, and sometimes we you might turn down. I remember a number of years ago when we had just um, just got out of college, and Mary Beth and I were offered this position. We we're talking to this pastor, and it was a great 
great church and well-known church in you know the area we grew up in and Mary Beth was saying Matt I don't think this is this is right and I'm like shut up yeah right <laughs> this is a great opportunity yeah. for us and you know we ended up after praying about it together as a couple yeah. and I said you know I, I don't think now's the right time and went to another church in the area and took that position as worship pastor. And I remember, you know, I'd hear the other church on the radio and you're sitting there going, yeah. oh man, it's me. like, God, you're you're yeah. killing me here. <laughs> but I look back now yeah. and it took a few years to kind of see the growth that happened in me while that church was forming, you know, kind of forming, yeah. I was able to form as well as a worship right. leader that I would have just been somebody that was going to fit the mold that they wanted mm-hmm. and um, really hindered me in growth years down the road. Totally. Well, I got to say you're, you're gifted to do a lot of things. You're gifted to do a thousand things, but you're only called to do two or three things. Hmm. And yeah. finding like, okay, Lord, what is what is the area of obedience for me that if I don't do this, I'm being disobedient. That's yeah. what I ought to be doing. Yeah. Not the stuff that's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's nice or that's good. Yeah. That's a good cause, mm-hmm. but it's the good that hinders yeah. the obedience oftentimes. Right. Yeah. Are there some other things that right now, I mean, you're involved, you're, you're doing these different tours mm-hmm. Throughout the states, um, are there some other things you're involved in? Maybe either from writing or I'm doing a uh, I do a a writers retreat every mm-hmm. year called Co-Write, and that's uh, two and a half days, usually at the end of January, and it's just worship leaders kind of get together. We break up into groups of three, and we write in three hour sessions, uh, two sessions a day. So, and then. Um, play the songs that we write that night and uh it's fun so that we just we've done that two years now it's coming now is there the is there mocking involved on the bad no, songs <laughs> no man like yeah you'd be i think sometimes you're like ah we didn't get one that's probably worth playing yeah but you would be surprised and people when they play them you're just like i don't know it's just so you're like wow that just happened like they yeah. just wrote that it gives you excitement and confidence i think yeah. to get up and at least try most of the worship leaders that are involved in that are writers mm-hmm. ones that you're connected with anyway is that it can be probably probably half to two-thirds of the people i know mm-hmm. but uh maybe it's less than half this year because i kind of i don't really like promote it or advertise it it's just like i let a bunch of people know that i know and then they invite their friends, hmm. you know, and it's fun to go and come in a group of two or three, you know, and yeah. you have that experience. And yeah, so yeah, it's, that's a blast. I really, um, between that, the tours, I feel like I'm supposed to do this, um, a citywide event in Colorado Springs that would be like a citywide worship and prayer hmm. thing for our town. And, um, uh, I haven't started that yet, but that's kind of on my heart 
and I feel like that's one of the things that's like an obedience deal. Like, yeah. I don't know, man, how well it's going to go or that whole thing, but I feel like there's, there's a need and I just can't kind of shake that. So, yeah. yeah, those three things are my, like, I feel I felt like my buckets of obedience, like if they don't fall in these buckets, it may be a good thing, but it's not a necessary thing. Yeah. Have you found it easier to start saying once you've identified those Bro. buckets, have you found it easier to? So much freedom because then you go, okay, I may be gifted to do that, but I'm not called to it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, man, I wish I was called to that. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. And I'd be really good at it or something. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, it, as far as the writing side, I, I do try and take two or three trips a year um, to Nashville or to other places and just set up and writing appointments with with folks, producers or whatnot. But And that helps keep me fresh and kind of engaged and yeah and it's a, a great way to connect but um yeah that's kind of in the mix i think when you talk about identifying these buckets mm-hmm. of obedience even for worship pastors worship leaders in their churches kind of identifying what you are called and what you're gifted to do what god mm-hmm. has called you to do so much of church worship ministries can get caught up into the um, the rat race of what's popular now and yeah. really find that it'll eat your lunch and cause super, you to make really poor decisions. Yeah, it's super distracting. I mean, because you have so many, like, what do people want? What does the pastor want? Mm-hmm. What's going to make me look good? And all those things are... Those are those are people and things that God's put in your life. Like they're gifts. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. All the people that God's put in our life, those are gifts from him. Mm-hmm. But when we start serving the gifts, yeah. And as and then the reward is is their worship essentially to us. Oh, yeah. that's when it gets backwards. Yeah. You know? And so when yeah it is really take and when you're being obedient then it's like well you know i'm really not looking for your affirmation mm-hmm. or like yeah your praise doesn't satisfy ultimately yeah. right you know while i it encourages me mm-hmm. like i would do it regardless of whether you know it's not yeah. hinged on right your praise is not hinged on my success because i'm just being obedient to the lord yeah well, in, in different churches, I think it can vary from church to church, but when you get caught into making decisions based on what is on CCLI's top 10 list yeah. and what's popular right now or what makes us cool, look yeah. cool, you know, then um, it really makes things messy. I think mm-hmm. as leaders, we become really bad leaders when we're leading by the cool factor. Definitely, definitely. I agree with that. Are there some things that you would share with some worship leaders if it's maybe a, a one-on-one or in a group yeah. that um, is on your heart to share with other worship leaders? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the highest that's things that our team that's been bubbling up in our team 
as we've been speaking to teams, worship teams has been that the calling to be a disciple is the highest calling that any of us could ever have. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole crux. And if we can do that, we'll naturally be a great player and servant and diligent. And, um, but it's like getting ahead or, or being acknowledged or praised or, you know, with the, all those dreams and hopes that we have, you know, like, well, what if this happened? Like this would be big. And if it happened, wow, that'd be so cool. And all those things are good, but you've already been given the greatest gift that anyone could ever receive. Mm -hmm. And it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's the most powerful thing in the world. And it's alive and it's in you and you're in, you're in it. Mm -hmm. You are in Christ, you know? So, you cannot fail. Like you have the resurrection power of God living on the inside of you. Failure is not an option. Right. Like that's eternal joy. So now it's just walking it out, walking Mm -hmm. out eternity that's inside you. And so we're called to walk in the gifts that we've been given and serve with what he's given us and be obedient that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's, it gets real simple at that point. So we don't have to fix our eyes on <clears throat> Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, gets real basic. Yeah. Or what the crowd response was. So, um, then our relationships become the reflection of our discipleship. Mm-hmm. So if we can have strong relationships, those reflect our ability to be a follower. Right. And that's, that's where it's at. And the music, how can you not sing when that stuff's happening? Yeah. That just leads to dancing. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's so beyond, we don't, music is like, is just the avenue for relationship. Yeah. You know, no one, I kind of say it like it's like a birthday party, okay? When you go to a birthday party, especially if you're the musical person in the room, you, um, at some point before they bring out the cake, people fix their eyes on you. Yeah. And they're like, can you start the song? (laughs) And you get to pick the key and you kind of, happy birthday to, and then it's kind of your job's done at that point. Because the truth is, like, no one came to the birthday party to hear you sing. Yeah. They came to the birthday party to celebrate the person who mm-hmm. we're singing to, you know? That's but that's great. your role. Yeah. Your role is to start the song. Like, get it, get him going. Now, that's my, one, uh, that's my one thing. When we have every month at our church, we have, you know, all our staff gets together and we celebrate the birthdays of the okay. month. You know, every time. That's your it's job. like, hey, it's time to... Uh, Where's Matt? Sing is uh, who's going to lead us, and you know you get <laughs> right. You get the honor. So you know it gets awkward if someone like gets up on the stage and starts owning "Happy Birthday" to you, <laughs> right? You're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's not about you, bro. <laughs> Just start the song and then get out of the way. You know that's awesome. So we're just starting. We're helping people start the song. 
we're helping people commune with God. That's that's our role. Yeah. Jared, thank you so Dude. much for uh, just taking the time out of your schedule and being with us. And um, I just appreciate you are just real in in what you're communicating, what you're conveying in the area of worship. And um, it's a great, to, great to have you with us today. Thanks, brother. I appreciate Jared taking the time and being with us on this episode of the Leaders in Worship podcast. And I want to thank you for listening and encourage you, would you take this episode and maybe share it with your team? Ask them, what are the two or three things that they feel is their area of obedience? The, the things, if they don't do it, that they're being disobedient to the call of God. I think it could be a great exercise with your team to just talk about the things that God has called you to do. The highest calling he shared is that of being a disciple. And once we get that right, then all the other things fall in line. Well, I want to remind you of a couple of events. June 20th through the 23rd, the Relentless Conference that is happening at Christian Life Center in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You can find more information in our show notes, but encourage you to be a part of that. Also, WFX, that is happening in Dallas, Texas, October 2nd through the 4th. And uh, WFX is a phenomenal conference, and there's areas of leadership, facilities, technology, worship. It's combined with the Unite Worship Conference. Some incredible things going on with the WFX conference. And you can find out more in our show notes. And as well, to register, you can go to leadersinworship.com slash WFX. Don't forget, enter the promo code LIW2013. That will save you $150 off the regular registration price. So make sure you do that. And we appreciate the team at WFX for extending that discount to the Leaders in Worship podcast listeners. Well, thank you again for being with us, and uh, we look forward to just having an incredible weekend of ministry, and uh, I'm excited to hear what God is doing. God bless.